welcome to Studio Secrets A to Z, and we're here for our second bonus episode, which is going to be some uh, artists that I've been working with recently, and I wanted to do four different artists in one podcast to create some variety and show you some of the different things and recent collaborations and how it all works. And we're going to jump right into uh, the Sky Climbers, which I'm really excited to tell you all about, and we'll play you the track and then we'll get in. We step out onto the golden road We start to climb right now I will never ever know what's on the other side Experience the sight Just layers as it might be cold The elevation to thin air will freeze the old Preaching the line All the sky climbers leap in good faith Ignore the sideline or snap judgments in
there we have it, the Sky Climbers. And there's quite a story, uh, backstory for this track, and I'll just start from the beginning. Um, I, I'd say about, gosh, seven years ago or something. So um, my daughter, Milana, um, who, who plays all the violins on this track, um, she had an idea for a short story, and she was working on it, and the name of the story was The, the Sky Climbers. And it was about these children who find these magic crystals and they're able to, when they, they either rub them together or whatever they do, I don't remember exactly, but this giant staircase up into the sky uh, opens up and they can go up there and talk to God and ask him questions about the universe and everything. So that was her short story. And we came up with that, the main beat of this one time, just messing around. She was in my lap. I think she might've been four years old or something. Um, and we just messed around with that beat and I played with it and she, you know, put a couple of things on it, like the little clarinet thing in the beginning. And that was it. It just sat on my hard drive for, for a long time. And every now and then I'd come across and I'd be like, this could be a really cool song, you know, but I never had a melody or lyrics. And, um, so I just, you know, I would show it to somebody like an, a project I was working on. Hey, do you hear anything? No, it's, it's kind of weird. You know, <laughs> it was one of those things. Like I had several people, um, say, yeah, it sounds more like one of your weird things. Why don't you just do it? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that's, and that was really kind of it. And, and I just, um, as, as time went on again, just this, this year, uh, well, actually to 2022, I, I came across it again and I'm like, darn, you know, th there's something cool to this track. I mean, the whole concept. So I sent it to my friend, Melissa Kaplan, who's, uh, has a band, a project called Universal Hall Pass. And M Melissa and I go way back when I, I used to play with her live in a group called Splashdown that was signed to Capitol Records. Glenn Ballard did their first solo record, their first album. And I, I worked on a couple of tracks back in the day. So we go way back into the late 90s. And I sent it to her and uh, she didn't say anything. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, that's that. And, and I don't know, it was probably six months later, I get... Uh, mp3 as a direct message in instagram and it's her top line to the track and it, i mean lyrics melody everything and i was absolutely floored i'm like oh my gosh we got to do this and um that was the beginning of, of it and um uh, yeah it was just an amazing collaboration she sent me all the vocals and she came up with that that chorus uh, huge chorus which added this this you know thing so we we wrote the song together and it was just a wonderful experience and then having my daughter come in and play all those violins was really just mind-bending for me because she's doing so many notes. And if you know anything about violin, there's there's a lot of harmonics in this track. If you listen carefully, the violin is playing like in a register that's not even on the instrument. And that's quite a gift. She's really, um, you know, to be the proud dad, um, very, very gifted. And she came up with all these parts. Like we did the whole thing in like three hours. I mean, it's like multi-layers and stuff. She's actually as fussy as I am about things. She'll be like, I oh, pop, I think that last one was a little sharp, you know? So anyway, we had the best time and, uh, we put it all together and, you know, Cariati did, it was a very complicated mix because there's, it's almost like different worlds in the song. If you hear the verses are very spatial and, you know, there's almost nothing going on. And then this massive chorus with timpani and, all this, but the sky climbers that it, so it, it just, uh, it just happened. And, uh, so we released it together and we actually did a double release where it's, it's universal hall pass featuring Ajax Rayovac. And it's also Ajax Rayovac, uh, featuring universal hall pass. And this is a kind of cool, 
dual release strategy that I, I just started doing, and it's fun. I can work with an artist, and we can both release it, and it gets to twice as many people, you know, and we can use the same artwork. So it's kind of a new a new way to, to release music into the world, like one song at a time. And that's kind of the focus of this um, bonus episode is just showing some of these one-off um, collaborations, which are really, really fun and uh, really, really cool to do. So um, that's the Sky Climbers. And um, what else can I say about that track? There's there's a lot going on there, obviously, when you listen to it. Um, it's just a very dense orchestration. We used, uh, you know, uh, live drums I recorded, like... It has a very cassette sound. We had these like 14 microphones on the drum set um, at Ryan Hoyle's uh, drum, live drum tracks, which Ryan's, you can find him on Instagram too, live drum tracks with Ryan Hoyle. He was played with, you know, uh, Paul Rogers and Collective Soul. He's a phenomenal drummer and a really great uh, recording engineer for drums and stuff. So like he's got unbelievable microphones and, you know, just great setup. So we went there to do the drums and it was a funny thing, you know, it was late at night and we're, we just started soloing and unsoloing things and for some reason on this particular track the live drums just sounded amazing with just this one u67 like in front of the kit so it's like one mic so we in the mix cariotti just used that that one sound and he processed processed it pretty heavily which gives it a really cool vibe i mean so yeah it was a you know an ongoing thing it took it's one of those songs that sat around forever and you just never know when it's going to all come together years later and uh so yeah that was and then uh, brian lucy um mastered it wonderfully um we love brian we he's actually we have two episodes with him if you go back a little bit in the podcast you'll see brian lucy from magic garden one of the best mastering engineers he's really great so you know check him out too next up here we have therese cataldo who is a incredible artist here on instagram the links in the bio in the bio for the instagram um she's um well known for her solo music, but also for performing with um, Postmodern Jukebox, which is, you know, international. So she travels all over the world doing that and has a lot of recognition. And then, of course, uh, I think one of her main claims to fame is uh, some of the tracks she's done for Scary Pockets. And they're actually doing a big tour right now. You know, just a great career, booming career. And um, we, I've hired her to play on a few, singing on a few things. And one time she was in the studio working on something else and she played me this song. And I said, hey, why don't you put down an acoustic guitar and a vocal on that and um, I'll see what I can come up with. And she said, sure. And basically that's what we did. And that's how some of these collaborations go where, you know, not all the time, but in this particular case, it was uh, an acoustic guitar and a vocal and I built the entire track up around that. So that's how we came up with... Um, this track here, it's, um, I will play it for you and then I'll tell you ab about how I went about it. Unhappy by Therese. The dark cloud that follows me around pours on no one but me. The rays of light that beam from the sun Shine on everyone but me How can I pretend The smile upon my face Conceals the way my heart aches I cling to myself I sing to myself Whoa. 
that she got that I can't be I live on my phone I worry alone I cry until my eyes can't see But what gives me the right to be unhappy I'm drowning in a crowded room full of love and light But not a soul inside can help me I've tasted bliss but now I'm back at home Plotting my escape from all of this Self-pity How can I pretend The smile that's on my face Conceals the way my heart aches I cling to myself I sing to myself What she got that I can't be I live on my phone I worry alone I cry until my eyes can't see Quite an involved production, as you can tell by listening to it. Um, it. It was one. It's again one of these things where I just start finger painting with sound, and I started playing all these little guitar melodies, and the sound I was using kind of sounded like a horn. I think it might have been like a Chandler Germanium mic, you know, pre. And I was like, wow. So I just started taking the the lines that I was playing on guitar and and assigning them to horn samples, and that's how that evolved. And then I picked up a flute, and I was playing some of these flute lines. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, I'm in Laurel Canyon, and it's 1974. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what I went for, you know. And Therese has this wonderful voice. Um, it's got, you know, elements of Joni Mitchell and uh, Ricky Lee Jones. All, a lot of my favorite 70s pop uh, female vocalists uh, are, you know, she does a lot of different things. But anyway, it just seemed to fit, and it and it clicked together, and... Uh, Cariotti did an amazing mix. There's a lot of tracks there, but, you know, I was really careful to let the story be the focus of the whole thing. You know, it's easy to let all your cool sounds get in the way of the story, and 
you know, it's one of the things I learned from doing so many tracks with Tim Pierce. Um, he he will, would say things like, oh, that's, you know, I'm not obeying the vocal properly. Let me do that again. And that's leaving that, you know, staying out of the way of the story, you know, which is in a song like this, it's super important. And um, so that that was the, sort of the foundation for the whole thing. The, the drums, I was kind of going for like a, a Steve Gadd kind of Ricky Lee Jones kind of flavor, Paul Simon, that kind of thing. But I'm super stoked at how it came out. And she... She might have had tears in her eyes, I think. She's, she's just, I mean, it was just a mutual, uh, exciting track. And I brought in uh, Don Curse um, in Nashville, played a, the bass on there. He sounds like Jocko. It's just incredible. So, you know, sometimes it's knowing what your limitations are. You know, I play a lot of bass and stuff, but what I was hearing in my head was beyond my ability, actually. So, you know, it's knowing when to, to bring in somebody else, too, you know. And, you know, we, we did this under a... Uh, budget and time constraint, but I, I couldn't be happier with it. I wouldn't, you know, want to change a thing. So these are the, I, I really love these these kind of uh, collaborations. They, they're very fulfilling for me. Uh, her uh, Instagram profile link is in the uh, description. So cool. Let's move on. This next artist I was introduced to uh, from an uh, artist named John Kate. Um, he's a, the Van Gogh brothers, a really great artist and band that I've worked with from Boston for years and we did several albums together and John was out here for a few years we used to meet at the composers breakfast club in Malibu on Mondays and he's just a great longtime friend and he said I met this girl she's playing these songs on a ukulele and she's got this just this wonderful voice I really think she should meet you I said yeah sure and uh, so we set up a meeting you know this was months later and uh, she goes by M E M. And uh, she comes in, and she's got her ukulele, and uh, she played me some songs. I'm like, wow, they're really, really cool. And uh, this is somebody that just kind of did music for fun. Um, she hadn't doesn't have a lot of uh, studio experience and stuff. And we had no plan at all. And it, she just came in, and I was kind of messing around with one of my crazy stereo guitar signal pass. I had a lap steel out before she came, and she's like, oh, wow, that's wild. What is that? And I said, oh, I just just running a lap steel through this, you know, old tape echo and she's kind of showing her that stuff and you know, like, you know, send me some of your songs and maybe we'll we'll think of uh, you know, a collaboration at some point. I was kind of keeping it vague and you know, didn't want to take up a lot of time. I had other stuff to do. But uh she was really compelling and and she said, "Well, let's just let's just throw something down and see see what happens." Now, this is not how I work. <laughs> that's that's really not how I usually do things and I'm like I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, what is what kind of can of worms am I opening here?" So, um, but I you know, I'm I'm who knows. So I said, "Okay." So I I played like a, a one of the I think I think oh, it was my my Cower guitar. We just had Doug on the uh podcast and check that one out Doug Cower Cower guitars, amazing guitars. And I just started playing with that through a, a pedal or two into a looper and I got the main guitar loop and I just started looping it and I put it down found the tempo and uh, I said do you hear anything she says yeah yeah I hear something and it turns out she had a poem that she had written a while ago and she just wanted to kind of start reciting it and it, it started off as spoken word but then she started singing this melody like just right off the top of her head so basically she put down two or three passes of this this poetry and uh melodies and things and I said great that's awesome I'll build a track around this and send it to you and see what you think so you know in my spare time I worked on a few parts and I'll, I'll go more into the details uh, of what we ended up with but here it is it's called perfect and it's 
our first collaboration, M.
There you go. That's a bit of a sonic joyride <laughs> in headphones. And this is one of those tracks that came together, you know, I put it to I I actually mixed it as I went. This is one of the ones I did on my laptop because we were busy doing a million other things and I, the studio wasn't available to uh, to do a quote-unquote real mix, but I just kind of built it as I went. And I really like the results of that. Sometimes that can be really cool. I can go through some of the the different things I did. Um, with the, the Cariotti did help me with the vocals, like getting them lined up and getting that uh, that nice sound. I used a mixture of a uh, this 1940s microphone. Um, I forget the name of the company, but it was like a you know like a real kind of a crazy Art Deco looking mic, yeah. And um, and I you know double tracked her vocal, and uh, Cariotti did help me line that up. That was key. Um, and you know it, it, it's it's got a beautiful rawness but and one of the things that really helped on that vocal sound for me is um arturia uh has this plugin and it's an emt plate and it's the most faithful uh replica of an emt plate that i've ever heard and um sean weitzman over there is helps me uh with stuff and gets me things to try and i, I you know really love that company and they're, they've just been so great to me and that it's got this pre-delay, and you can like it's got an EQ. You can kind of EQ the pre-delay, and it gives it that weird kind of almost like 3D slap to it. Um, I spent a lot of time on that uh, vocal effect, and it kind of reminded me of Karen Carpenter a little bit, which is one of my favorite singers of all times. Um, so she's just a very gifted singer, and a, and and somebody who's just all passion. She doesn't have a lot of you know background in music and stuff like that, but she's a, a natural, obviously a very uh, natural talent, and we're gonna, you know, be doing some more stuff eventually, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of, and the lap steel was a kind of an, almost like a happy accident. I had that that tape echo, that it's the old Roland chorus echo. It's got, you know, it's got tape in it, and there's a certain sound to that that just it's gooey is the only way to to explain it. And um, that that was how the song started and ended. And I had a few little licks in the middle, and then I did like a little. If you listen to it more than once, you'll hear stuff. Um, I did a guitar solo in harmony, like Allman Brothers style guitar, like 70s, um, which was really cool. Um, and, you know, yeah, all these things come in and out. Flute, again, I've been on a flute kick. You know, I go years without playing a flute, and then all of a sudden I'm putting a flute in every song. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a, you know, something I've just, I, I jump in and out of. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. The flute is just a, a wonderful instrument. I mean, I, I was big into Jethro Tull as a kid, and um, some of my friends uh, I, back in the day in high school and stuff, I played with a, a Jethro Tull tribute uh, band. We did originals too, but yeah, it just goes way back. Doug Bernard and the late Marty Nestor. Uh, wonderful memories, but that stuff I mean, it never goes away, so it's, it's always there. But uh, I just love her poetry on there. And the whole thing came together in a really kind of odd way. There's Oh, there's another influence. I've been watching a lot of these uh, Instagram artists who do stuff with tape loops, you know, with the cassette tape, the warbly cassette tape loops. And uh, I was definitely into that sound. And uh, I wanted to mention Emiliano Mellis. He's got a library of uh, tape loop keyboard things that he's got out with Spitfire. And he's just a great ambient sound designer. He's amazing. So check him out. And there's... It's just a cool scene. I really like all that stuff. It's really great on this track. It's funny, like, that's why staying current and listening to, like, what young kids are doing with audio 
is is relevant and important to me. It's like rather than being like the old cranky, like oh, back in my day we got twenty four inch tape. You know, it's like twenty four inch two inch tape. You know, I don't want to be that guy. I, I like learning and being, you know, eyes wide open even at, after decades of doing this. Yeah, I figure it at thirty five hundred hours a year for three decades, which is coming up on, it's probably close to 100,000 hours of studio time I've logged and I'm still learning all the time. And that's that's one of the things that keeps this exciting for me. So um, yeah, I can be a little cynical at times, but for the most part, I'm wide open. So that is the song Perfect. This next one is um, a band from England, from the Isle of Wight, uh, W-I-G-H-T. Um, yeah, you can look it up. There's, it's a really interesting place. They have a music festival there and stuff like that. And this was like a really random thing that happened to me. I was surfing YouTube and uh, a rock music video for a song called 1996 came up. And it was Plastic Mermaids. And my jaw was on the floor. Um, the video, the song, you you just have to check it out. There's, It's impossible to explain it, but I was absolutely mesmerized in Florida. I said, I've got to get a hold of these guys. And I reached out to them on Instagram and we just started talking. And I, you know, I became like a super fan, you know, I love discovering these, these types of artists. Who are, they're clearly super, super passionate. Um, they, 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 they get wild sounds. And, and one of the guys in the band um, developed a piece of gear, uh, which is called the Neon Egg Planetarium. So I had ordered one. It was, it was a kind of a weird cosmic coincidence. Maybe maybe somehow I connected the two. I, I don't remember. But I, I was on a waiting list for a long time, and I finally got the, the, the neon egg. And it's a planetarium. is like a little console that's stereo, reverb, chorus, delay, with a side chain input. It's just a, an incredible device. I mean, he, and this guy is making these in his basement. I mean, by hand. I mean, it, the company's done really well, and it's taken off in a... I use it a lot. I mean, I have it on my stereo rig. It's permanently in line. And sometimes I'll bypass it if I want something drier. But it's just a wonderful device. Anyway, so I'm listening to this song, 1996, and I think I can tell that like 90% of the sounds I'm listening to have gone through that device. It's just a wild, wild production. So they said that they were going to do a remix album. And uh, I said, oh, I'd love to do a remix of... Uh, they said, well, pick a song, you know. So I Like Kelly's is uh, this one. We'll play it for you and we'll talk about it. Dear 
And there it is. That's a crazy uh, headphone trip, that one. <laughs> Love this band. They're just so cool. Like, like Flaming Lips, like there's, they've got their own thing, but those are the type of bands that come to mind when I listen to their experimental approach. And on the remix album, like most of the people are like DJ type people doing everything electronic. And uh, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different, more like something like, say, Joy Division would do back in the day, like the early 80s, where I used the live bass and drums from the band, which is kind of unusual for a remix because usually you want to just, you know, make a 909 beat or whatever. And so I built the whole thing around the, the, the band's live bass and drums and vocals. And uh, I think it was really a, a, an organic outcome by, by doing that. It gives it like this much more human feel than a standard remix. And I just kind of got carried away with a lot of filters on that song. If you, um, there's a Retro Mechanical Labs Jonathan Irish is a great builder of these analog filters, Jekyll and Hyde. So you can check them out. They're amazing. And, um, you know, I ran the uh, my guitars through that and a Sherman filter bank and just a lot of processing, uh, external processing, as I was building it, just trying. And there's some comical sounds like the horns. It's almost it's almost cartoon-like, you know. But um, it's, it's just a beautiful song. I love the harmonically what they did i kind of reharmonized it accidentally in a few spots but it, it all worked out you know sometimes if I, I purposely sometimes will not learn the chords because sometimes my brain hears things in a slightly wrong way like a minor third off or something and it ends up having like some cool root motion that you know might not have been there um and that this was one of those instances where i sometimes your your ignorance can actually be a a blessing. <laughs> you know, so, so it's funny. Sometimes if I understand the song, like, too um, intricately, like if I get inside of all the sus four and all the tensions and sevens and everything, I, I, sometimes I have trouble finding the right part because it's like my brain is following these shapes on the keyboard and I see everything is black and white instead of, you know, what's potentially weaving in and out. And, and I guess there's the certain wrong that I'm sometimes looking for. It's hard to explain, but um, I think I kind of achieved that by accident <laughs> on this one. <laughs> but uh, they loved it, and it's got a lot of spins on Spotify. And um, we're, they wanted to do, uh, we're, we're actually been talking about maybe doing a uh, Pink Floyd cover, because they loved uh, what we did with La Machine de Rev, the um, Wish You Were Here. And we're going to be doing a bonus episode on La Machine de Rev coming up soon, and get Donna Delore on here. She's I mean, all her work with Madonna and Belinda Carlisle as a vocalist and her, her solo stuff. She's just, I mean, that's probably a couple of podcasts. But, um, yeah, they had heard that, and uh, that's something we've been talking about. And uh, Cariotti, again, did a great mix on that. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. You have to listen to it more than once to, to get it all. But, uh, again, this has been a really, really fun bonus episode of, you know, just four recent one-off things and uh, I, I want to do more of these because I, I've, I've got a lot of these and uh, I don't know it just shows different sides of music production different ways of approaching different types of artists you know so these were four very different artists um, and four very different approaches you know but it, it's a fun showcase for me because this is kind of the, the stuff that I really get to sink my teeth into and just you know dive in deep you know with the gear and you know I love the geeky aspect of all this so Awesome, guys. Well, thanks for coming by. And I want you to check out all these on Spotify, Apple Music, um, everywhere you listen to music, probably YouTube as well. So the first one was The Sky Climbers with Universal Hall Pass and Ajax Rayovac. Uh, the second one was Therese Cataldo with Unhappy. 
and M with Perfect and Ajax Rayovac, and Plastic Mermaids, which is the Ajax I Like Kellis mix. You can find those on Spotify, etc. Thanks for coming by. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.